0: back up on the wall
1: To guitar Radio Show, the show dedicated to the guitar player, guitar maker, gear builder and purveyors of such items that you may not know about, but should. Here's your host, Mark Davin. All right,
0: folks, our next guest here on Guitar Radio Show is someone who uh, is, uh, is fostering a labor of love with her dad's book and his teaching uh, mechanism, if you will. Uh, It's a book called Music Theory You Can Use, which comes out in the first week in November, I believe. We have with us Ms. Lily Mays. How are you, Lily?
1: I'm fine, thanks. Coming to you from Brooklyn. Thanks for having me.
0: Brooklyn, top of the food chain, yo! (laughs)
1: That's right.
0: (laughs) And you're in a really nice part of Brooklyn, too.
1: I'm down by Prospect Park, yeah, in Leffert's Gardens. It used to be the hood, and it's now sort of the neighborhood. Gentrification. Um, yeah, big time. So I'm I'm here part-time, and then I'm also part-time in New Mexico, where my father lived and worked sort of overseeing his business. So I've been telling people lately I'm sort of bi-coastal but with the deserts. Um, yeah. It's great. It's a great way to be.
0: Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. So, folks, you can go to uh, theoryforguitar.com. You can go to lilymace.com and mace is spelled m-a-a-s-e.com, and of course BrooklynGuitarWorks.org, and we're gonna mm-hmm. we're gonna talk a little bit about all of those websites in just a little bit. Um, you guys are uh, wrapping up an Indiegogo thing um, for this for this amazing book, uh, Music Theory You Can Use. You sent me three chapters to read. And and yesterday I actually posted on uh, on Guitar Radio Show Facebook page that I found it to be uh, a very organic way of approaching the instrument and understanding what you're playing, and that it's something that uh, it's a book that you just don't pick up and read and oh this is a good book okay I got it has got this information I gonna move on it's sort of a, a book that you're going to kind of carry with you through all of your learning as we continue to learn and peel the onion, so to speak.
1: Exactly. Um, It's designed to be a guidebook as opposed to an instruction manual. Um, The difference between that being that a guidebook is something you take with you everywhere you go and an instruction manual is something that you read once and put down and you have all the information you need. Right. So uh, each book, each chapter in the book is a three-part chapter and this is sort of what makes it unique as a as a theory book. I know there are a kajillion guitar books out there. The market is kind of oversaturated. I've been teaching for 27 years now, almost 28 years um, privately as a guitarist. And so I've read quite a lot of these books. And one of the things that really gets to me is that the information that is really useful, I think, as a guitarist is usually in the preface. And then... By the time you get to page six of most of these books, you're completely overwhelmed. You've covered time signatures, Mm. key signatures, Mm -hmm. notation, Mm -hmm. modes, all of this stuff. And then you get to chapter one and whoever wrote the book is just kind of like dancing circles around you musically and intellectually, which I think is really satisfying for the writer. But it's really frustrating from a teacher-student perspective. And I've seen a lot of students feel like the instrument wasn't for them as a result. And... My feeling, um, as a teacher and as the daughter of someone who taught about a hundred students a week for most of his career, is that everybody is teachable in as much as they are willing to learn. You just have to find the right inroad. Yeah. So, my dad said about this book, um, little sort of preface about him. His name was Steve Mace. He he had his entire career. In Albuquerque, New Mexico Which is where I'm from He taught thousands of people A good number of those people Have gone on to um, Gone on to do some pretty remarkable things Probably the most household name Of all of his students Would be Tim Pierce The session guitarist out in LA Um, Mikey Wright Who works for The Voice Eric McFadden Who played with George Clinton Myself Quite a number of other people Micah Riza Who played with Tesla A little bit Um but he never really left Albuquerque because he liked it there. So um, it's, it's an interesting thing sort of being the, the recipient of this knowledge and having to explain to people what a treasure this man was that just never really left the desert. And he was self-taught and very inquisitive. And so one of the things that I think is really effective about this method is like the order that he puts the information in. Because it's the order that he discovered the information when he was learning to play. Uh And he just happened to have this incredible gift for being able to explain things in, like you said, a really organic way. So the book is part memoir and then part instruction and part workbook. And it starts off with my dad being six or seven years old in Albuquerque when Albuquerque was just a tiny little dust bowl. Sort of getting an instrument and figuring out, you know, the, the basics. And then it chronicles his journey through, like, his early part of his career as a session guitarist and, and sort of what that was like. So there's a lot of Americana in the book. It was pretty cool. Uh, he did a lot of work at Norman Petty Studios, where Buddy Holly recorded. So no,
0: I was going to ask you a, about that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, so he was really in the fabric of, like, the beginnings of rock and roll, and... For that reason alone, people who are who are fans of early American music, it's really worth picking this book up just to check out like a first-hand account of what the development of our industry was.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then the other thing about the book that's really great is the workbook sections are in a few different levels. So the book is designed to be something that you work through once, and then you go out and you take it and you use it. You see how it goes, you see what works and doesn't work, and you come back to the drawing board, as we all do as guitarists, you go through it again. You do the second level. You take that out in the real world and play. And then you can come back and do it again, maybe as you're starting to teach or you're starting to have a proper career and, and continue to fill in the gaps.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I think that's important because I think the guitar is incredibly nonlinear instrument. You know, like, none of us come into it the way if we took up the saxophone or the violin and there's, like, a method and you learn one thing and go on to the next... You know, and I know as guitarists that it doesn't work that way for us. Sure, it doesn't. <laughs> no, you, you want to be able, we're like instant gratification people when we start playing. You know, you pick it up because you're inspired by a band or a song or by like someone yeah. that you know that played and you want to be able to do that thing right now. And that's how it goes for a long time with us until we start to realize that we can't do it all ourselves without some help. So, this book is kind of designed to be that help.
0: Yeah, and you know it's interesting because when I was I was doing my research, and I and I, I actually part of doing this show is part of it. The fun part is actually the research. Um, is uh, when Tim Pierce was talking about it and talking about studying w- with your dad, he said that a lot of it was um, uh, sort of what they do in Nashville in regards to some of the number system and everything else.
1: Little bit. Um, and you know what's funny is my dad Actually would have kind of objected to that Though I totally understand <laughs> Where Tim is coming from um, And the reason he would have objected to that Is because the number system It's, it's just a little thing um, It's very similar what he's talking about But the number system for instance When you're dealing with a chord like D over F sharp right. What that reads In Nashville numbers Which I use up here in New York For a few gigs actually That reads as 1 over 3 okay and what what that means is that reads as the root of the chord over the third of the chord, right, but when you're plugging into like a full on theory system that includes like use of the modes and an understanding of how you know jazz harmony works and such, mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm.
1: one over three <laughs> can mean a couple of different things right you know I, and when you get into sight reading sometimes that gets to be really difficult, like for instance um like if you're reading a five chord and there's an inversion, then suddenly that thing becomes five over seven, and that gets real weird. Um, so that and I'm just that was his response to that commentary was like Nashville numbers is great for working in Nashville. I want something that works for all guitarists, right? And and so, but yes, um, the beauty of the Nashville number system and the thing that connects that system to what my dad does is this idea that the guitar is made up of movable shapes mm-hmm. and that's kind of one of the pitfalls that we run into as players is like you learn a few scales and you get stuck in the scale shapes right? and then, then you just kind of get locked in these boxes like the pentatonic box or yeah. maybe even just the modes as you know them.
0: Yeah, that's some great videos of your dad um, uh, walking through chord shapes um, Yeah, and it's fascinating. I was like, oh my god this makes so much sense. So right. I'm, re- I'm really kind of looking forward to this book because I really want to just... I kind of want to sequester myself away with it.
1: That I mean, that's as it should be. Like, one one of my sadnesses, he was a really analog guy, and, and he passed away really suddenly, and, and they, they never really did find an official cause of death. It's just he went to bed one day, just and he was expected at a gig the next day, and he never arrived, um, which is just... Bizarre thing for all of us who knew and loved And worked with him to go through That um, that I had just begun Getting him out of his shell Because he was a pretty private guy In terms of allowing him to videotape Or allowing me to videotape Him teaching mm-hmm. So there are only three videos Out there of the man doing his thing And mm-hmm. to me that's just It's absolutely devastating Because he was such an incredible player an, an incredible teacher, and he was really generous with his gift. Like when I think about sort of guitar masters, I think about that old rumor that Eddie Van Halen, when he was coming up, used to play with his back to the audience yeah. because he didn't want anyone to steal his tricks. Yeah. So, my <laughs> feeling about that as a teacher and a player, and my dad's feeling about that as a teacher and a player, is that if what you have is a value, nobody can steal it from you because it's yours.
0: Well, yeah, and, so, it's, and it's unique to you.
1: Exactly, so what he wanted Was for everyone to have what he had And then make it their own Right. And the humility that it takes To do that um, To be a master and then be totally okay With everyone else Pursuing or achieving the same level of mastery Is uh, just amazing and inspiring To me um, And I think that's a lot of what makes him really special As a teacher and a player Is, yeah. is he, he taught from a supportive place Instead of from a place of constantly letting you know that he was better at the guitar than you were yeah. um, and he was better at the guitar than everybody <laughs> so i mean i don't know if you heard the uh, the little wing recording that i posted recently but there's a on on his youtube channel which is youtube.com slash guitar dad publications um, i've been slowly just rolling out bits of video of some of his students talking about what he did and some of him teaching and right. i'm starting to roll out some recordings and the Hendricks foundation i'll tell you um jimmy's family told us that this this version of little wing was possibly the finest cover of the song they'd ever heard wow and yeah i i would give it a listen the man was a monster and um well, and for- it's yeah, Very what, interesting to me to be in a position now where he's <laughs> about to meet the world and he's not here to <laughs> yeah. to enjoy that. Well I'm you know? glad
0: I'm glad that you're sticking to your guns and you're doing this. This is great.
1: Oh man, I've been working on this book since I was a freshman in high school. Wow. So it's it's been in the family for a long time. And yeah. and it's it's been in the family for so long that I started before I went to college learning through this method, went to school Got a degree from a very competitive Music university Moved to New York to become a session guitarist Realized that the way I was thinking about things was way more Complicated than I needed to And then went back Into sort of an apprenticeship with my father And helped him finish this book So Mm. this thing has been my guidebook This approach has been my guidebook from when I was learning um, Up until now when, When this is all that I do And I think that You know, um, he himself says specifically that he makes no promises or offers no guarantees about where the journey will take you because it's yours. But I can say that thinking about the instrument in this way got me out of a tiny town in New Mexico up to Brooklyn um, with with a certain amount of success and. And that's just, it's an amazing and humbling thing for me to be here at this point saying well,
0: that. Well, yeah, I mean, isn't it, I mean, really, when you get right down to it, I mean, I'm sure most people have this, you know, when they pick up the instrument, they have this, this, this uh, idea or this fantasy of, I'll be a rock star. But, but what, what ends up happening many times, and I think is wonderful, is you're a working musician.
1: Yeah, and, and there's definitely a difference between the two.
0: And, oh, a big and, difference. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I mean that really that really depends on, on who you are and, and what you want to do with, with your life and music. Um, I know a bunch of people in, in New York who've gone both paths. Like, if if you unless you get really lucky if you decide to play only your own music mm-hmm. your entire life, you're going to have a side hustle of some sort. Yeah, and I I know a lot of people who are very well off here, musically speaking, and very well known that do that and pursue only their own music. And, and people that would be household names to you guys that have a real estate business, right? Or you know, a finance hustle, yeah. or some sort of other thing, so that they don't have to depend on their creativity in order to eat. Mm-hmm. Um, the other option is to find a way to make the thing you love work for you.
0: Right, and diversify.
1: Exactly. Um, so for me now, I'm sort of what they call a styles player here. I'm really interested in the idea of authenticity in a bunch of different genres. So, um, and, I, and I read because I went to school. So I'm, I'm that person that if you're doing like a Broadway show or a cabaret event or something, and you need someone that can read the charts down, but that can also play like a rock and roll solo. Yeah. Like I, I'm that person that you call because I've kind of lived in both worlds for a while. So you've, and,
0: you've played in the pits.
1: Um, Yeah, of course. I, I'm, I don't have a chair. It's not a thing that I've been, you know, heavily in pursuit of, but I'm a very reliable sub and yeah. I learn quickly and I think quickly because of this method. Right. So I, I'm sort of that like, call me if you need me and I'll be their person and that gives me the freedom to pursue the things I'm passionate about which are my own music and this teaching method
0: mm-hmm. that's super um, cool that's super cool I just want to remind everybody out there who's listening uh, folks if, if you're listening on some other venue whether it be Stitcher or iTunes or on terrestrial radio in in, uh, in Europe, uh, folks, don't forget go to guitarradioshow.com where you can see the videos that I've attached to this post. So you can uh, you can see some of uh, what Lily's actually talking about, and we're going to have some some video of Lily as well on there. So. Cool. Um, so um, we're looking at a release now for the book the around the first week, second week in November.
1: Yeah, right now we don't have a firm date. I do know um, the people that have pre-ordered it through Indiegogo will be receiving it as soon as it arrives, and that should be first week of November. Mm -hmm. And as soon as we've sort of fulfilled our obligation to the people that got this project off the ground, then it'll be available to the general public. Cool. So, And it will be – it's registered in the Library of Congress. It's it's being published by an official – book publisher which is amazing this is not a diy project this is a very serious thing that we're doing um that a lot of people have gotten behind because they they knew um, or had heard about my pops and and had a look at what he did and, and take him seriously and that is amazing it's exactly what i wanted for him in the latter end of his career um but to be honest i had I thought he'd be here to see it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so
1: it's kind of bittersweet at this point that yeah. I'm, I'm... Oh, yeah. Um, so everything about this process has been pretty bittersweet just because my pops isn't around to, to receive any of the credit that I think has been long overdue for, for just being a real master of not just the craft of playing but of teaching. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's that old um, old saying, those who can do, those who can't teach – and yeah. I feel like my family is is a real um, outlier in that sense of the fact that I, I take and we have all taken. There are three of us. I have a sister in Austin named Ariel who teaches, and then my father, and then myself. Um, there are three of us that have taken the craft of teaching as seriously as we take songwriting or playing or performing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and another thing that my dad said... Oh, time and said in the preface to this book is that his students have always been his teachers. Like we're the players we are today because we've had so many people ask us, hey, how does that thing work? Right. Um and you have to figure out the answer and and justify your response. And to me that's where a lot of my real learning as a player came from.
0: That's cool. I you know it, it's 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 uh it's so rewarding for me to hear that there's this legacy you know, um, for for your family, and that there's been all this music. I mean, you know, if if only all families had that, that much music in them.
1: I mean, it's it's been a, definitely a very interesting way to. Um, it's been a very interesting way to go about. You know, there are a lot of sort of these concepts that we deal with as as you know modern citizens and Americans in particular, like. What does it mean to be part of a family? What does it mean to have a job or to be successful in your career? And, and mm-hmm. being a part of a family of guitarists is definitely a really interesting take on that. Yeah. Um, it's it's pretty, yeah. I mean, in, in one way, I feel like there's just this continuum between my father and I in terms of like I absorbed all this knowledge, you know, over 35 years of of living with the guy and, and working really hard for it myself. And now, um, because I did all the hard work when he was living and, and when I was really motivated, as far as the early part of my career goes, um, I, I feel like I'm at a point where I can safely take the reins without disrespecting what he did with his life
2: yeah
1: which which is a, no. it's such a privilege at this point to be able to do that because he really was he was the guru um, <laughs> and I'm discovering now just from being on like from um, Facebook forums and such um, <clears throat> excuse me that his his name, has reached pretty far you know we the book is sold in in trinidad and south korea and belgium um all over europe so that that to me is amazing and it was all people that had heard about him or had studied with him at one point or met somebody that had and we're talking about like virality before before there was the internet to make that happen, and that that's incredible to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was always like that. i was I was a real big rock and roller when I was grown up, and i I still am. Um, I'd say rock and roll is probably my first and last love on the guitar, even though I do a lot of different things with the instrument now. And um, so he would take me in Albuquerque always to concerts. and he was he was pretty open-minded about going to see bands as long as the guitarists were good Mm -hmm. so we would go see like john scofield one night and then we'd see pantera the next
0: (laughs) all right folks since skype couldn't get their act together we switched over to good old trusty phone uh it's going to sound a little different but uh we got lily back how are you
2: okay yeah a little lower Little lower
0: game there, huh? Yeah, well, actually, it's just it's just a rounder sound. So, <laughs> uh, I gotcha. <laughs> okay. So, anyway, um, yeah, I, I'm I'm looking forward to hearing this. I really am. Um, do you think that uh, going back to the book for a second? Do you think that there's going to be a uh, a book tour? Because I could really see how this would work if you went to different. I mean, heck, hell. I mean, even just even as much as I. I'm not a big fan going from every guitar center and and around to do kind of a clinic and talk about the book.
2: Yeah, that's on my mind. Um, I'm pretty friendly with Guitar Center. For being sort of a quote-unquote no-name working guitarist here, I'm I'm not a celebrity guitarist by any stretch of the imagination. Um, I'm pretty well connected in the industry just because I've been in it for so long and, and because of the family that I come from. So I'm talking to a lot of people right now and I'm kind of a road dog, I love to travel, I love meeting people, I've built a whole career off of just going to places and seeing what they're like, and seeing how to connect to the market. Um, so I'm very much hoping to do a book tour, or a series of tours where I can just sit down and talk with people who love the guitar about how to get better at the guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, because if there's one thing my family can do, we can help you get better at the instrument. And I think right now, with everything that's happening culturally and everything that is happening, you know, with the way we treat education and music education and, and you know, all of this digital music that's happening now, some of which is wonderful and some of which is, is frankly kind of horrifying. that um, the guitar is in kind of a precarious spot. Yes, it the, is. The, tra- the tradition, the thing that I learned from my dad, the craft, of, the theory of the instrument, the, the way to use different instruments to get different sounds, the components that go into an amplifier, the way to get tone, how to handle game staging so that you can play live, like all these things that are like part of just the part and parcel of what I do, these things aren't being translated or transmitted into my generation from the people that came before us. They're just not. Like, you wouldn't believe how many guitarists work with here who are incredible guitarists that cannot adjust their own necks. And uh-huh. um, for me, as a person that loves the instrument, if I have the ability to continue to <laughs> perpetuate the longevity of the instrument excuse <clears> me, <throat> so I can keep doing the thing I love to do, then I feel like I have a responsibility to do that. And, you know, um, nothing is better than talking shop. Just nothing is. So <laughs> I'm hoping to get around the country.
0: That would be... Canada,
2: that, you Yeah, know.
0: that would be excellent. I really do. I really think it would be... Such a great way to, I mean, turn people on to turn people on to this whole idea. It's, you know, and also continue to, like you said, perpetuate what we've got going on here and and how important it is.
2: You know, contrary to sort of the spirit of the instrument, uh, I'm of the belief, or the spirit of like the heyday, is the, the rock and roll part of the instrument. I'm really of the belief that like when one of us gets better at this thing, we kind of all benefit. No, from I agree. That. You know, like it, life is better with good guitarists out there, and and this knowledge, like this theory system, is is universal. It's the thing that works in every genre. If you know how to think critically and and be inquisitive about about what you're working on and what you're trying to learn, and to me, that's probably the most valuable part of the system. Um, there was a way that I studied theory that made it when I was in school and I studied jazz, there was a way I studied theory and reading that made it possible for me to play lots of jazz gigs and go on a cruise ship if I wanted to and play on Broadway. But that disconnected me from the roots of the instrument as far as what I loved when I grew up listening to, you know, Guns N' Roses and, and ACDC and Led Zeppelin. And and, um, and then all of that stuff can get disconnected from these other players that are, are doing this, like, honky-tonk thing, or playing the blues but what it comes down to is it's still the same six strings mm-hmm. you know and the same 12 frets and, and if you can start to connect all these things and you never get bored you're always mm-hmm. getting better and that you can take every gig that comes your way so why would you not want to put in the hours you know it's an amazing thing yeah
0: it's like I always say it's a buffet table
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean it's never I never I'm never bored yeah. I'm never bored there's always something else to do and that, to me, is, is great.
0: That's great. i you know, I got to tell you, I, you uh, I, I love your energy, I love your positivity, and I love what you're doing with this book. And I really can't wait to get my hands on it and really kind of immerse myself all the way through.
2: Thanks so much, man. I'll make sure a copy comes your way. Um, great. And hopefully in 2017 or 2018 in January when I start touring, this thing will be able to have some actual face-to-face King
0: time. Right on. Yeah, I mean, you know, Austin is is guitar is one another one of those guitar cities. We're a Strat town. Oh, I
2: know it. I went to school in <laughs> Texas. I went to North Texas, and my sister's down in Austin doing the country thing.
0: So. Oh wow, that's great. That's yeah, I spent
2: a- some time there. I've spent some, some good time in Austin. It's an amazing city.
0: That's great.
1: Radio Show on Facebook, Twitter, Google Plus, Instagram, and Tumblr, and of course on guitarradioshow.com.